Ezra Daf Mem Betamud Aleph, Judgmentalism, Hatra'ah. We know all the, the negatives and the destructiveness that comes with, with judgmentalism. Uh, and, and yet we, we have to be judgmental. The, the, all, the, uh, all, all the dinim around uh, of, of, of dayanut, of, of not just dayanut in terms of solving difficulties between people, but Abedian also judges people, punishes people. We've got lots of, Hashem is judging us all the time. So judgment is part of, we, we need to judge ourselves. Judgment is certainly part of, of, of a Jewish value system. But how, how does it work? How can we understand the importance of, of judging and, and not being judgmental? There's a, there's a distinction between judging and not being judgmental. And the foundation of this is really in the principle of, of Hatra'ah, Hatra means that if one does something wrong, one does an isudor, it's a by mistake, we've learned that you've got to bring a korban shogeg, korban chatat, you've got to bring a sin offering. Because even if it's done by mistake, it's a sin. If it's done deliberately, then it's an isu karet in most cases, uh, which is a punishment from shamayim. But if it's done with adim and hatra'ah, witnesses see and they warn a person not to do it and still he does it, then there's an onish based in. Then there can be malchus, which is the uh, the whipping, the lashing that a person could get. Or there could be a, 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 even capital punishment. There could be an iso, an iso misa. And we have a case of, of hatra'ah here, which raises the, the whole question of what is the purpose of hatra'ah. In our Mishnah, we've got a Nazir kolayom. If a Nazir was drinking wine all day long, it starts in the morning, it's Purim, and he decides he's going to have a good Purim, and he drinks in the morning, he starts at breakfast time, he has a Dachayim, in fact, before breakfast, right after the after Davani, he has a Dachayim, and then he has a drink with breakfast, and he drinks all day long. He only is, gets one punishment. He only gets Malchus once. But if every time he's about to drink, two witnesses warn him and say to him, don't drink, and he does, then then he gets malkot for everyone, every time that he does that. Which seems to be that the, the, what's punishable is not the Avera. The Avera is punishable by, by uh, Chorus when, when Chorus applies. That's the punishment for doing the wrong. The punishment of Beisdin is for disobeying the Hatra. When a person is warned, so if you've warned once, you've only disobeyed once, even though you're drinking wine all day. But if every time you're about to drink wine, to aid him, warn you and say, don't drink it, then you're being over, you're transgressing the Hatra. That seems to be the, the issue. So there are two elements in doing an Avera. The one is transgressing Hashem's word, doing the Avera, for that is... And then the other is if you rebel against the teachings of witnesses who warn you that it's wrong and still you do it, that's where it's punishable by a Beisdin. And we have this in, in a Mishnah in, in Makkus, Rabbi Yossi Omer, You don't kill, you don't execute capital punishment or any other punishment of Beidin unless two witnesses warned him. That's why it's by the mouth of two witnesses. The two witnesses have to actually warn him, not just give evidence that he, that he did it. Then the Gemara says, 
Umi itle Rabbi Yossi, hi Svara, really does Rabbi Yossi hold of, of Hatra'ah that you need warning? Vatanan, didn't we learn Rabbi Yossi Omer, hasonei neherag mipneshu kemua demutre? If somebody is known to hate his friend and then murders his friend and claims it was a mistake, we don't, we don't accept that. He gets, he gets capital punishment. Why? Because we consider him as if Hatra'ah, he knows. We, we consider him as if he's already been warned. Answers the Gemara, how Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudi, the Tanya Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudi, and Chaver and Sarechatra. That's Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudi. That's not the Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah says you always need Hatra'ah. There's no way that you can execute a person without Hatra'ah. But Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudi says if it's a Talmud Chochem, he doesn't need Hatra'ah. Hatra'ah is to tell a person what they're about to do is wrong. But if it's a Talmud Chochem, he knows that it's wrong. He doesn't need Hatra'ah. The Fishalon Nitna Hatra'ah, Elal Havchin Ben Shogegumezid. Because Hatra'ah is, was only instituted by the Torah in order to clarify the boundary line between error and deliberateness. So if a person does an Avera, we're not sure he can claim it was a mistake. I didn't realize, I didn't know. But if you've been warned, there's no, there's no excuse. So to clarify that boundary line, that's why there's a principle of, of Hatra'ah. The Rambam Paskins in in Hilchotas Isurei Biyav Afilu Ayah Over Talmid Chacham, and even if the Over, the person who does the transgression, is a Talmid Chacham, Ein Memitin Velo Malkim Ad Shetiyesham Hatra'a. You don't kill him or execute any punishment of Beisdin unless there has been warning, unless there's been Hatra'a. So who is he Paskining like, like the Mishnah or like Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda, like the Mishnah? The Mishnah says there's no case of executing a punishment without a tra. Uh, and therefore, if he's a Talmud Chochem, uh, on, on that day, he seems to be going like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda. That the purpose of a is to make a difference between Shogeg and Mezid. So if that's the case, and he's paskining like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda, then what should be if he's a Talmud Chochem? The Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah says, Chaver ein sarich you shouldn't need hatra. What does the Rambam say? He does need hatra. So who's he paskening? Like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah or not like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah? So the Magid Mishnah explains that um, and, and says that what the, the Rambam, although he's using the words of the Gemara, his intention in this halacha is a little bit different. Maybe there's some element of, of shogeg, of, of error. He didn't know that the person he was, the woman he was having a relationship was a, one of the forbidden relationships. He didn't know who the woman was exactly. It emerges it's his a close relative of his. Or some other element. So in order to clarify that, you need our trial. We've got to be sure that the person did it, knew all the parameters of what he was doing, and he did it nevertheless. So that, that's the, the area of, of Hatra. The, the Rambam then explains in Hilcha Sanhedrin how the Hatra works, and it's, uh, you've got to read it to see how difficult it is to, to give punishment for a basin. We, all, we see in the Torah over and over again, the Onshim, all the punishments that a basin can do, but practically it was almost impossible for a basin ever to, to deliver a punishment. No matter whether you're a Talmud Chacham or Amaretz, Tzarich HaTra'ah, you need to be warned. The purpose of HaTra'ah, again, the Rambam says, is maybe he was mistaken in some area, he wasn't amazed. 
Ketzer Matrimbo, Omrimlo, how do you do Hatra? You've got to say to this, Perosh, or Altase, don't do this. Stop doing what you're doing. Shezu Averahi, because this is an Avera. And some say you've got to say what Avera it is and when the Torah says it. And if you do this, you're going to get Malchus or Mrs. Beisdin. You've got to tell him what the punishment is going to be. In Piresh, if he stops what he's doing, then it's over. The only way you can execute him is if he says the following words. Almanat I know that this is a capital offense, and I'm nevertheless doing it deliberately. He's got to be that specific. He's got to declare his rebellion. Then he can be killed. And he has to do it three seconds after the hatra. That's an amazing psychological insight of the Torah, that a hatra lasts for three seconds. That if you see on a, on a packet of cigarettes, the Surgeon General says this can cause your death, three seconds later, you, it doesn't have the same effect. The moment you see it, well, maybe I should, a couple of moments later, it, it already wears off. Our, our, our rational knowledge doesn't impact our emotions for more than, than three seconds. That's why... Uh, a dietitian who's giving me some advice told me very, very wisely, if you have a craving, wait five minutes. And mostly the craving will have gone by then. Because the, the, you see something sweet or you see something that you like and you have a craving, but it only lasts for a little while. And the, the Gemara says it lasts three seconds. And once, once three seconds have passed, the impact of the knowledge no longer has emotional power to it. And you, can, and you can work through it. So Hatra only lasts for three seconds. So you can see it's almost impossible to actually execute. After three seconds, you've got to warn him again. Etc. So you see what the difficulty is with, hat, with Hatra. I came across an amazing explanation as to the reason for Hatra, different from what everybody else says. There's a very original uh, Talmud Chochem, a, a, a great Rav, who we unfortunately don't have a, a lot of his his books. His name was Rabbi Yosef Engel. He was the Rav in Krakow uh, in the last part of the 19th century uh, and the, the beginning of the 20th century. The beginning of the 20th century he was already in Vienna. And Rav, uh, Rav Vosner, who only died a few years ago, he was the, the Rav in, in Bnei Brak of the of the Haredi community, and, uh, and a big, big and important posek in our generation. Rav Vosner says he knew Rabbi Yosef Engel, he writes, that he, that he knew Rabbi Yosef Engel as a child. And he was in Rabbi Yosef Engel's house, and he saw 90 sforim that Rabbi Yosef Engel had written in manuscript form. There were 90 sforim, we only have a few of them. Um, he wrote an encyclopedia that was 20 volumes, we've only got a few volumes. And I was looking at some of the encyclopedia, it, it, it's... Encyclopedia of Talmudic concepts, but every article is a major shear on on the on, on the concepts. Here, I was looking at a piece where he talks about whether when Yaakov Avinu was given certain mitzvot, for example, Gida Nashe was given to Yaakov Avinu, was that the beginning of Matan Torah? Did the Torah start being given with the Avot and finished at Sinai, 
Or did the Torah start being given at Sinai? What was given to the Avot was different. It wasn't part of the Torah as we have the Torah today. And he shows that that's a machlokis tanoim in Masech Techulin. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. And, and he, what he does is a very litvisher approach to his learning. He gets to the essential underlying principle. And sometimes he'll compare very different sugyot by finding the underlying principle that governs both of the sugyot. And, and he says here, in Cain, on the third line, mashma dechol on a piece in Bovekame. Dechol in yan hatra'a, the whole reason for hatra'a, rak mipa'at v'hitzilu ha'eda. There is an obligation in Parshas Masai, v'shaftu ha'eda, the community has to judge people, v'hitzilu ha'eda, and they've got to do everything within their power to save the, the convicted person, to save the accused. You've got to do everything within your power to, to defend him. And only if you can't defend him at all, it's completely indefensible. Then comes the punishment. And says Rabbi Yosef Engel, that's hatra'ah. Hatra'ah is the attempt of the community to stop the person doing the wrong. It's not to facilitate punishment. If you see somebody who's doing wrong, the idea is not to say, mm, I could, you're not going to get punished unless I give you a try. So here's a try. And three seconds later, here's a try again. Here's a try again. Now I can go to Bezdin and report you and you will be killed by Bezdin. That's not, that's not the approach. A try is an educational attempt to try and bring the person around, to try and help the person withstand his own Yetzirah, to give the person the feeling and the emotions needed not to do the Avera. Only if the community has done that are they in a position to judge him. But if and then Rabbi Yosef Engel goes on to show that in the area of, of Mesit or Mediach, there are certain areas where there's no requirement of, of Yitzil Aida because it says Lo Tachmol. There are cases where you don't even, where, where that isn't required. But in nearly all ca- other cases of, of, of transgression, of doing Yisurim, the community has to do everything it can to prevent him from doing the Avera in the first place. And that's one of the ways that you can manage judgment not becoming judgmentalism. It becomes judgmentalism when you do it from an accusatory perspective. I'm accusing you. I'm I'm better than you. I know that what you're doing is wrong. Judgment is when you realize somebody's doing wrong and you feel so concerned for them. You feel so bad for them that you do everything you can to change their perspective and to change their behavior. If after you've tried to change their behavior, they, they continue, then you can be judgmental. That's something you can judge. But until we as the community have done everything we can, you can't, you can't judge. You know, in a time like this where the country is so polarized and, and religious and non-religious and left and right, one has to ask all the time, have, have we, whoever the we is, whether you, we are the left or we are the right, doesn't matter. Have we done everything we can to bring people around to our perspective? Have we done everything we can to give people an appreciation of what Yiddishkeit is, of what Jewish values are? Because until we've done that, we can't judge people. That's our responsibility. You can't just say, the, like somebody said to me a little while ago in, in America, the, the liberals have ruined the country, they've taken God out of the country. Now, that might be true, but have the conservatives done their bit in bringing liberals around to understanding the power of God in a country? Or is there such polarization that you just judge one another all the time? You're throwing judgment and each one believes they're saving the country and the others are destroying the country as we see in Israel today. But where's the dialogue to try and bring people to one's perspective and to one's understanding? Because only once you've tried to educate people are you in a position to, be, uh, to judge people in a way that isn't judgmental, 
but is a, a, an understanding that I've done whatever I can, and our community has done whatever we can, and we've been unable to get any further than this. <laughs>